Hey Family Church, it's great to be with you today. Now last week we had an inspiring message from Pastor Micah Wood and I just want to continue uh, off the back of that really today. Uh, my message today is called He Will Never Leave You. Now last week Pastor Micah explained that the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2 was actually for the fulfilment of what happened in Exodus 19 and 20 when God gave the law to the Israelites. Now remember the law that God gave was his instructions to his people, the Israelites, regarding how they should live in order for them to be set apart from the other nations. Set apart is another way of saying holy, holy to God, set apart from the other nations as his people. But we see the Israelites failed to live according to God's law because they were trying to simply follow a set of rules uh, whilst it was still their nature to sin. And, and Pastor Micah explained amazingly um, how they were just powerless to, uh, to live as set-apart people, God's holy people that God had called them to be. But what happened on the day of Pentecost, when the day of Pentecost had fully come in Acts chapter 2, is that God came to completely transform his people from the inside out. Now, as God's presence consumed the lives of the disciples, an internal change took place, replacing their sin nature with God's holy nature. God the Holy Spirit filled their lives and the law of God moved from being just written on these, these tablets of stone, written instructions, to now residing in their hearts. God's laws became their internal desires. Our ability to live set apart for God as God's holy people uh, comes from two things. First of all, our faith in Jesus, our faith in Jesus, Jesus who took our sin on the cross so that we could be forgiven and made right with God. Jesus who rose from the dead, showing clearly that there is eternal life after natural death for those who believe and are made right with God. So that's the first thing uh, where our ability to live right, to live as God's holy people comes from. And the second thing is the transforming work of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit who brings an internal change when we put our faith in Christ, who gives us this new divine godly nature where the law of God now resides in our hearts, in the very core of our being. God's way of doing things, his instructions now reside in our hearts because we're new creations. According to 2 Corinthians 5.17, we are new creations in Christ Jesus. Old things have passed away and all things have become new. And this transformation is amazing, but it's just the start. God wants us to walk in the power of this transformation every day. I'll say that again. God wants us to walk in the power of this transformation every single day. He wants to empower us to be different to this world, to stand out as his holy people, set apart people, to be people who walk as Jesus did, who carry the character of Christ, who walk with love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, kindness and self-control. God wants us to walk with those fruits displayed in our lives because that's how his people uh, look and live. God wants to flow into every area of our lives. He wants 
these characteristics to be shown in every area of our lives, uh, in the way that we do family, in the way that we do friendships, in the way that we socialize. God wants these characteristics, um, his kingdom ways to flow into the way that we work, into the way that we do education. God wants these characteristics to, to flow into the way that we interact with society as well. God wants us to bring the good news of Jesus to the world around us. The good news that saves them from an eternity that's separated from God. The good news that brings them into a relationship with God. Where they begin to experience freedom and healing and wholeness in this life now, even before they step into the perfection of heaven. God wants the change in our lives to so impact the world around us that, that his kingdom is displayed through our lives. And the only way that we can do this truly effectively is to be filled with the Holy Spirit, as the disciples were in Acts chapter 2. This change that took place when we believed in Christ, this change in our hearts where God's law went from being written on tablets of stone to being received into our hearts, instructions that we we internally just want to follow um, is a work of the Holy Spirit. And it's the Holy Spirit who empowers us to live this transformed life. The good news is that God is waiting to fill your life with his Holy Spirit. You just have to ask. You just have to ask. If you are a believer in Christ, you've been cleansed of your sin, you've been made right with God, and God is ready to fill your life with his Holy Spirit. All you have to do is ask him. God promises that he will never leave us nor forsake us. And that promise is the promise that he made to Joshua, who became the leader of the children of Israelites after Moses. And this was no small task. This was a huge task. And Joshua needed to know that God was going to empower him and be with him every step of the way. And so this is what God said to Joshua in Deuteronomy 31, verse 6. He said, Be strong and of good courage. Do not fear nor be afraid of them. For the Lord your God, he is the one who goes before you. He will never leave you and he will not forsake you. He will not leave you and he will not forsake you. And Joshua had to know this. Joshua had to know this in his heart as he led the children of Israel forward into the land of promise that God had given them. This promise that God made to Joshua is ours as well. God has come to dwell in our lives by his spirit. And the truth is that he will never leave us and he will never forsake us. And I was thinking about this. I was thinking about what Micah shared last week. I was thinking about that internal change. I was thinking about the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And it occurred to me that there are many occasions um, when we need to know that God is with us, that when we need to know the, the power and the presence of God in our lives. And I just want to talk about four of those occasions when it is vital to remember that God is with you today. First of all, it's vital to remember that God is with us in temptation. There's four T's today. Temptation, tension, triumph, and tragedy. So we need to remember that God is with, with us in all of these moments and all of these occasions. Temptation, tension, triumph, and tragedy. Let's look at temptation. So God 
is very clear about what is right and wrong for us. The Bible provides us with very clear instructions about how to live as God's people um, so that we can be set apart for God or holy before God. And he's given us these instructions to protect us from evil, to keep us from harm. God's given us these instructions to keep us on a good path, a safe path that he has for us. And we understand that the devil, the thief, comes to steal and kill and destroy. But Jesus said, I came to give you life and life abundance. And if we uh, choose to follow the instructions that God's given us, then we are taking that path that leads to life. And... um, And and the reason for those instructions that God gave his people, that God's given us, is because he wants us to be kept on a good path, a safe path for our lives. Now, the world has very different values to us as Christians, and we have to negotiate our way through the world, endeavouring to stay on God's path. Life is full of choices. Life is full of opportunities to take the world's path. And it's a challenge. It's a challenge for us Christians, us people that say we want to go God's way to stay on that good and right path that God's called us to. Um, But it's not impossible. It might be hard, but it's not impossible. Now, God hasn't called us to judge the world, but he has called us to live differently. Okay, the world is doing its thing. It in some ways you could say people don't know any better. If you don't know God, you don't know his instructions. So the world's doing its thing. And God hasn't called us to judge the world, but he has called us to live differently because we do uh, have God's instructions. In a sense, we do know better. So when we face temptation, the key to taking God's path for our lives is to remember that the Holy Spirit is with us. God will never leave us, never forsake us. So what do we need to do? Ask the Holy Spirit to come and fill us. Ask him to fill us with his strength in order to overcome temptation, with his wisdom in order to make good choices in those moments where we have an opportunity to go God's way or the enemy's way or the world's way. Then we'll be led away from temptation and delivered from the evil one. And that was part of the prayer, of course, in Matthew chapter 6, that Jesus taught his disciples, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, or deliver us from the evil one. So we need the Holy Spirit to empower us, to to fill us with his wisdom, with his power, with his strength, to make good choices when uh, when we experience temptation. And the great thing is, we can understand that there is no temptation that is greater than the ability of God in us to make choices that take us away from it. It says in 1 Corinthians 10 verse 13, the temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. And God is faithful. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. When you're tempted, he will show you a way out so that you can endure. When people see you take God's path in the midst of temptation, it will turn heads. If you stand out, if you dare to stand out in this world, if you dare to make choices that take you on God's path, it will turn people's heads. And people will say, how did you resist that? How could you do that? Why are you living that way? And it opens up opportunities to bring Jesus to people. 
So that's the first occasion when it is vital to remember that God will never leave us and never forsake us, that the Holy Spirit is with us. Second occasion that I want to talk about today is in times of tension. In times of tension. So living in this world isn't easy. Um, The world is literally full of stress, full of striving, full of toil, full of tension. Stress can come at our lives in, in many different ways. Stress due to situations with, with family members or with close friends, perhaps. Um, stress due to conflict with other people in our world. Um, stress due to, to, to business or workload. Just taking too much on, trying to spin too many plates, that can cause stress. Stress due to lack, perhaps lack of, of finance, lack of provision in your life. Um, There are many families in our communities who who are lacking food, lacking the the basic essentials of everyday life. Um, That can cause a lot of stress. Stress due to ill health. If you're suffering from ill health, then uh, that can cause a lot of stress. But also, stress can lead to ill health. Um, It can affect people physically and emotionally and mentally as well. So stress is a massive thing that, that people are experiencing in this world. It's, and it's important to recognise that stress in your life um, can really affect you. So don't just ignore it. Make sure there's people in your life, maybe when you're not seeing it, maybe you allow them to speak honestly to you and say, actually, are you aware of this? Do you know that you're being really ratty lately? And I think that's because you're stressed. Or, you know, maybe they're picking up on, on, on something not being right, and that could be due to stress. So, so make sure you've got good people in your life. But there is one who we can go to who not only brings comfort and security to us in the middle of tension, but who can even calm the storm. I expect you know who I'm talking about, and that is Jesus. There is one who we can go to who brings comfort, who brings hope, who brings security to us and who even calms the storm. And we see a picture of that, don't we, in Mark chapter 4, where the disciples find themselves in this outrageous storm. The wind and the waves are just beating against the boat. And they go find Jesus, who is with them. He's with them all the time, but he's asleep. He's at rest. And, um, and, and by waking him, by going to him, uh, running to him, they, they, they find rest in their own lives and the storm calms down. Well, Jesus calms the storm. It's not a failure or a lack of faith to go through a storm. Storms happen. Um, Jesus was in the middle of that storm. But um, a key to being delivered from the storm is to run to Jesus, draw close to Jesus, who will never leave you nor forsake you. That's his promise to you today. I will never leave you nor forsake you in the midst of tension, in the midst of toil, in the midst of your battles, in the midst of conflict, in the midst of stress. Jesus says to you, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So let's draw close to him. How do we do that? Ask the Holy Spirit to come and fill your life, to fill you with his peace that washes away stress and striving from your life and that releases you from tension and toil. That's what God wants to do by his spirit. It's a work of his spirit. For you to be free of tension, of stress in this world, it's got to be a supernatural work of God. It says in Philippians 4 verses 6 to 7, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about 
everything. Good advice, right? Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. So as the Holy Spirit works in your life and you walk in this peace that just doesn't make sense naturally, then that will turn heads. People will look at your life and they'll say, how has he got this peace? Why is, why is he able to, to withstand this storm that he's going through? Why, why is she able to, to walk with, with such an assurance and such a hope in the midst of everything that's going on? And the answer is, the Holy Spirit is at work. It's the peace of God. I love this verse. And just really felt, I wasn't going to include this, but I just really felt that, that someone needs to hear this today. Jeremiah 1 verse 19 says this, They will fight to you, but they will fail. For I am with you, and I will take care of you. I, the Lord, have spoken. Can I just say that again? They will fight you, but they will fail. For I am with you, and I will take care of you. I, the Lord, have spoken. So that's the first two occasions when, when it's absolutely vital to draw on the presence of God, to ask the Holy Spirit to fill your life. First of all, when you face temptation. Secondly, when you go through times of tension. The third occasion that I want to talk about is uh, triumph, an occasion of triumph in your life. So when you have times of triumph, when you experience victory in life, when you have great, great success or seasons of success, remember that any triumph, any victory, any success that you have ultimately comes from God. So remember to give God the credit. People in this world are very quick to take the credit. Oh yes, it was my hard work. Oh uh, yes, it was my, my wise investment into that particular scheme. Yet my ability to, to move in the right circles, that got me this, this opportunity. Or it was my, my great intelligence got me to this place. Um, that's the world. Uh, but listen to what God said to his people, the Israelites, in Deuteronomy 8 verse 18. He said this, Remember the Lord your God, he is the one who gives you power to be successful in order to fulfill the covenant that he has confirmed to your ancestors with an oath. Remember the Lord your God. He is the one that gives you power to be successful. Another version says that gives you power to gain wealth. So God was reminding his people that even though they have all these skills, these these abilities, these opportunities perhaps, um, actually it's really down to him that their success was, was there as, as a nation. Um, and it's important to remember as Christians, um, God is working behind the scenes of our lives for our good. That, that's what he does. Romans 8 verse 28. God, God is working behind the scenes of your life for your good. There is so much going on behind the scenes of your life that your loving Heavenly Father is doing. It would blow you away if you possibly knew how much he was working in your life. So any victory that we experience is because God is working. The God who never leaves us nor forsakes us, is fighting for us. Deuteronomy 20 verse 4 says, For the Lord your God 
The Lord your God is the one who gives, who goes with you to fight for you against your enemies to give you the victory. He's the one who goes with you to fight for you against your enemies to give you victory. Isn't that great to know that it's God that goes with us, that fights for us and gives us victory? So our ability to succeed in this life is directly linked to our submission to God then, isn't it? So the more submitted we are to God, then the more we can expect success in life. Submission cannot come if your heart is filled with pride. It can only come from a place of humility. So we need to put pride out of our lives and humble our hearts to recognise our absolute and complete need for God. Without him, we can do nothing. Ask the Holy Spirit, therefore, to come and fill you. Ask the Holy Spirit to come and fill you, to fill you with his power and with his wisdom so that you get a revelation of the fact that God is all-powerful, God is all-wise, nothing can surpass him in power and wisdom. So that when you have times of success and triumph in your life, God gets the credit, he gets the glory. When you go through seasons of success, you're always giving credit to God because at the end of the day, it's God that's working behind the scenes. And when God gets the credit for your triumph, that turns heads. People see that and they're like, wow, something is different about this person. And then the fourth and final thing that I want to talk about, occasions when it's vital to to recognise that God is, is always with us and to draw on his presence is in tragedy. When people experience tragedy, it's often their coping mechanism to hide away, understandably. They just don't want to be hurt anymore, or people often can just say silly things, can't they? Well, <clears throat> um, so that causes you to push people away sometimes, but, but let me say, don't push God away. Don't push God away and recognise your need for others in your lives. God loves you. His arms are wide open to you. And he has promised that he will never leave you and never forsake you. Even when you're, you're standing in the most uh, raging battle in your life, God isn't going to forsake you. He is right there with you. Psalm 23 verse 4 says this. It says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Our ability to keep standing, our ability to keep going through, our ability to not be overcome by evil, by the, the, the terrible things, the tragedy that is going on in our life, is the presence of God. It's knowing that God is with us. Run into his arms, like the, the young man who came back to his father's house, in Luke chapter 15, the parable of the prodigal son, run into the arms of the father. Realize that there is nothing else that can sustain you. There is nothing else that you need, just the father's arms, the presence of God. So on that basis, let's be good at asking the Holy Spirit to fill us in those times when we just don't understand what's going on. Never blame God because God remains faithful, remains good. I mean, he, he can handle it if you blame him, but his arms are just wide open to you. 
He's kind, he's faithful, he's gentle. And the very best thing we can do is run into the arms of God. So ask the Holy Spirit to come and fill your life, fill you with the comfort and the hope that the Holy Spirit brings, hope for the future. Micah verse, uh, chapter 7 verse 8 says this, Do not rejoice over me, my enemy. When I fall, I will arise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord will be a light to me. Do not rejoice over me, my enemy. When I fall, I will arise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord will be a light unto me. Isn't that amazing? That even when we fall, even when we fail, even when we trip up, even when we're overcome by tragedy, God is with us. And all we need, all we need is to run into the arms of the Father. And it doesn't sort every little detail out, but what it does, it brings strength and comfort to our hearts and gives us hope for the future. And and when you do that, when you get back up after, after tragedy, when you walk with an unclogged heart that is filled with hope rather than with bitterness, that will turn heads. That will cause people to say, what is going on in this person's life? There is something different about this person, and I want to know more. So these four ways, four occasions when it's vital to remember that God is with you. Number one, temptation. Number two, tension. Number three, in tragedy, uh, in, in triumph. And number four, in tragedy. And I just want to finish today by saying if you have never... Um, turned your heart towards God, if you've never begun a walk with God, then you can do that. Even in the, wherever you're watching from today, wherever you're watching this video from, you can make your peace with God right now. You can accept Jesus as your saviour right now, the one who took all of your wrongdoing, all of your sin upon himself on that cross, and in exchange has made you right with God. The arms of God are then open to you to run into. You can know God's presence. You can know God with you every moment of every day. And my prayer this morning, I want to just finish by praying today, is that everyone who's watching, as you've made your peace with God, that you'll be filled with the presence of the Holy Spirit, that you'll be filled with God in times of temptation, in times of tension, in times of triumph, and in times of tragedy. So could we just pray? Oh, Father, I just thank you, Lord, that you have promised to never leave us and nor forsake us. I thank you, Father, Lord, that for every single person who is watching today, Father, Lord, I pray that you would fill them with your presence, that you would fill them with your Holy Spirit as they just humble their hearts before you and ask you to come in your power into their lives. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you are ready to come. And I thank you that as you do, Lord, you bring transformation. Oh, Lord, I thank you, Lord, that in in every life, every person who's facing temptation right now, I thank you, Lord, that you come and you you give them the ability to overcome that temptation. Holy Spirit, I thank you for every person, Lord, who is facing tension in their lives right now, stress and toil and striving. God, come and bring supernatural peace. Lord, give them wisdom to know what to let go of, what to change in order to stand strong. Father, I pray, Lord, for all those who are experiencing times of triumph and times of success. Father, I thank you, Lord, that all of this comes from you. And and I pray that they would be overwhelmed by a sense of your greatness, of how mighty you are, and how that everything, every good thing we have comes from you.
And I pray, Lord, finally for those, Lord, who are experiencing or have experienced tragedy, Lord, who are suffering from tragedy. Father, I pray, Lord, that you would just reassure them that you are with them, that they would run into your arms of love. Lord, that in the midst of those dark valleys, Lord, that they would find your presence and that they would fear no evil. And I pray all of this in the mighty name of Jesus. In the authority of Jesus, I thank you, Lord, that your presence makes all the difference. Lord, your presence makes us whole. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Come in your power. Come in your wisdom. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you.